Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We are sounding the alarm for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth, and as the watchman on the wall, we are calling out. Whenever we see those that live in the land of fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We do call out and always will call out the real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination. And we do that by expounding on the underreported facts. We're going to be getting to those underreported facts today with Annette Baker. She's an environmental science expert, homeschool teacher. She's also the Republican candidate against Marxist Judy Schwenk in the city of Reading uh, for the state Senate. So we're looking forward to having Annette win that seat. But she's going to help us unpack. She's going to help us unpack these truths in a way that does pack a punch. And I guess everybody just heard my my beagle hound all happy that somebody came home. Okay, so okay. No, she's happy I'm on the show. Oh, that's what it is. she's happy I'm on the show. Sorry about that. It's great. I love yeah. her. I love my little hound too. She's a sweetie. Okay, let's jump right to the show here, Annette. Let's talk about the economic job numbers that are out there, and. Uh, what we're seeing after oh, almost 20 weeks of flattening the economy, uh, what are we uh, what are we seeing on that? I mean, the, the job, the June job numbers came out, almost five million new jobs created, uh, combined with the nearly three million jobs created in May. That's almost one third of all the jobs that were lost in in March and April on that. And uh, I remember you and I talked about this on this show, and I remember I said maybe it wasn't on air, but I, I know you and I have had this conversation privately. <laughs> if we didn't have it on the show, we're going to have it right now. I believe we're going to get about 75 or 80% of our economy back before the election. And I think this is just a, this is going to be absolutely huge. What are the Democrats afraid of? Are they afraid of more people working or what do they want? What are the, what are the Democrats wishing for and hoping for on that? Well, obviously the good uh, numbers coming out in June. And, and as you mentioned, you know, the, the, the number of jobs that are coming back quicker than expected uh, is not good news for the Democrats because obviously a strong economy, um, you know, they talked about it's the economy stupid um, <laughs> during the, I think it was the Bush elections. Um, you know, it, it really makes sense. Uh, a strong economy is going to be very helpful to the president. Um, and, and the fact that he can actually go out there now and make a case that He's created the jobs before, and I believe he's already said this, um, and, and he should continue to tout it. Uh, he's already shown that he can help create an economic environment. He's not creating the jobs himself, but he's actually creating an economic environment where companies want to expand, where businesses are saying, yeah, you know, I see potential here. I'm willing to take that calculated risk that my business is going to grow. And he's he's been shown that he can do that. Um, and, and now with the numbers coming back quicker than um, what a lot of people expected, there was, there were some concerns as to whether or not, um, you know, the numbers would rebound. They were talking possibly, you know, nine months to a year from now before everything rebounds uh, even moderately. And, and what we're seeing is a very quick rebound, which is a good thing because that means people are getting back to work. Um, people well, are Annette, beginning to, and then I got to ask you, I mean, were the experts either really lousy experts or are they just fake experts? How are they getting this so wrong? Did they seeming, were these people that the fake news paraded out to sort of wish cast 
gloom and doom on us 20 weeks ago? Or they, or, or do these experts, are they just really lousy experts? I mean, how do they get it so wrong in that? Well, I think they may be hanging out with the same people that created the, uh, the projections for the number of people that were going to get sick and die from the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> I think they're all kind of using the same computer modeling, which doesn't work, um, which probably coincides with the same people that modeled climate change that we were all going to be underwater in 10 years. And then it was 15. And, and well, anyway, that's a whole other side topic. But it, it just shows you that the modeling is not always correct. And, and what I think they're not taking into account is the fact that the American people at their at their core, many of them, I can't say all, but the majority of the American people really truly want to have a job. They want to feel the sense of self-worth that comes from knowing that they that they're providing for their families, they're providing for themselves, they're creating and and helping to move our our society and economy forward. And I think that's what a lot of people really struggled with. And I know a number of people that really struggled with having to stay home for such an extended period of time because they, they were like, you know, I love, I love my job. I want to get back to work. When can I go back to work? Um, and I think that's part of what um, maybe a number of people were not expecting and so, were not calculating I, into that, you know, formula. So I got to ask you. Really I really want to work. I want to. I want to unpack this, okay? Because I mean, I don't know if we're on the same page or not. So, because I know how I feel on this, I know what <laughs> I believe. But I want. I want to hear. I want to hear what you think, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, so you yeah. do you believe they were trying to get this right, or you think they were wish casting, gloom and doom? I think that I think there was a lot of uh, wish casting, gloom All and right, doom. Honestly, the same I, I definitely, I'm yeah. The same I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt. There is definitely no doubt that they, you know, obviously there are there are segments that are in our academia, that are in politics, that are in business, um, that do not support the president, do not support his policies. And if they can forecast gloom and doom and make people think that things are going to be a thousand times worse than they really are, um, you know, that's demoralizing. And I think that's part of, yeah, that's definitely a part of what was going on. You can't deny that. Um, I wouldn't deny it. You wouldn't deny it. I think if someone was taking a, a legitimate, uh, unbiased, you know, view as best they could, Stepping back from it, um, you know, why why would you predict such horrible numbers um, without really having any kind of evidence to back that up? I mean, we've seen the economic engine prior to having to shut everything down, and we knew it wasn't going to be flipping a switch and having everything come back right within a couple of months we but, knew but, but, we knew that going into it but in that you and i had private conversations on this now of course we're going to unpack mm -hmm. it for the listeners today but on the air but we did have private conversations on this i mean i think sure. we both agreed about three quarters of the of our economy was going to come back prior to the election i think it's going to be closer to 80 percent. but whatever say three quarters 80 percent are going to come back the jobs are going to come back before the election we knew this just because of the fact that the economic flattening, if you will, occurred because of a virus, not because of bad economic policies and bad mm -hmm. financial policies. We That all happened because people were told not to go to work. People were told, right. stop taking a risk, stop taking a risk and, and, and don't go to work. I mean, you know, risk has always been with us. 
And with the COVID, you know, we, 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 we were looking to basically, I mean, instead of balancing and assuming risks with business of living, okay, we weren't doing that. We were told to stay home and not go to work. I mean, this is what was amazing. This is what, well, <laughs> since the entire event was going on, you and our listeners here hearing me, I mean, I've been on the same page every day <laughs> since March, okay, that this is was never necessary, that we, we need to be balancing and assuming risks with the business of living. We've been saying this over and over, but we haven't been doing it. And why? Because they took that that right, that civil right that we have to make those decisions and take those risks. Okay. And they, they took it away because they wanted to shut down the economy uh, for the for the promise of safety. And they're out there declaring, you know, um, we you know masks don't help. We can't. And they were saying that because they knew that we'd all be saying, well, let's wear masks and go back to work. Okay, but now that the shutdown's gone on for about 18 weeks, 20 weeks, now we have a governor in Pennsylvania declaring that we're going to wear masks until which time that this state wakes up and elects a Republican governor in two years. Okay? <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, this is where we are, or elects a Republican state senator in Reading. Okay? <laughs> this is where we are. Well, we, need so, a, we need a supermajority across the state. So so not like, just my race. We need to get a bunch more, uh, you know, senators in, in Harrisburg that are willing to, you know, scientifically evaluate what's going on well, it's, and it's, then it's make amazing. those decisions. It's amazing. Look, the reality is that risk is part of life. Absolutely. And, and each of us have everything's a, a, a calculated risk. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, we have to basically each of us assesses the risk threshold, which is different in each and every one of us, like climbing a ladder, running mm -hmm. into an emergency situation, driving. I mean, there's always risk in something. and We all assess different scenarios at different risk levels. But the COVID was was being seated in the nursing homes. And we know that in states like Pennsylvania, they forced that to inflate the fatalities so they could use that to better scare people. Look, the fact is 84% of all the cases and fatalities in, Pe in Pennsylvania were in nursing homes. We know that. And yet we have a governor who's still out there declaring that masks. Now he's now he's declaring masks work. But if, if, if masks work, folks, then we've been we'd have been open 20 weeks ago. Everybody wearing masks. So let's just cut the comedy. These people have been lying to us. But the whole point on all of this is that they were wish casting economic gloom and doom because they know that the population of this country does not does not want to trust Joe Biden to the economy. And I mean, we got I mean, let me ask you that what I mean, we talked a little bit about this earlier on the on the on, on the point here, but I want to ask you. What political party out there has has a whole lot more enthusiasm than the other one? Oh, well, absolutely the Republicans. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. There's, it, it's amazing to, to me. I mean, as I've been out door knocking and talking to people, it's amazing the number of people that are ambivalent that when you hit Republican doors, they're like, yep. I'm excited. I'm engaged. I'm listening to what's going on. Um, it's fascinating to hear the number of people that are switching parties at this point uh -huh. um, because they are just fed up. 
Uh, I follow a group called um, Walk the Walk Away Movement uh, that was started by Brandon Strzok. I know we've we've talked about it before. Um, on my Facebook feed, under his particular thing, I follow him, so I get it pretty much almost every post that he he has. Fifteen twenty posts a day of people from around the country that have said, you know, I was a Democrat. I was a independent. I was, uh, there was even a couple of people just recently that were socialists that said they woke up and they realized the lie of socialism and they were walking away from that. Well, all right. J- just to give free airtime to this, cause I want to try Amazing. to balance. We want to try to put some balance into this. So are mm-hmm. there any Republicans walking away? Cause John Kasich said, on CNN uh, about a week ago, he was on CNN declaring that there's a Republican meltdown. So a Republican walk away. What's the Republican walk away look like? Do you think? I haven't met too many people. I've, I've probably, <laughs> on one hand, uh, out of all of the people that and and That's you know, right. as I'm wa- knocking doors, I'm meeting That's Democrats. Right. I'm meeting swing voters. Listen. I'm meeting Democrats and That's Republicans. So. Right. And everybody in between, from hard Democrats to hard Republicans. So you have weak Democrats, you have swing voters, and there are very few people that I meet. You're not meeting people, right? Yeah, there are very few that that will say, "Oh, I, you know, I don't like the president." Um, We have that occasionally. So you're saying John Kasich is witch casting? I think, yeah, I think John Kasich is is definitely witch casting. I think the idea that. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Bushes, you know, coming out and saying they're not voting for Trump and they're joining a group that are, you know, going to be putting out ads against the president. Um, you know, I think that there are there are people that are going to fall into that camp because they are more establishment um, Republicans. You know, they they but, uh, like uh, uh, but let's the just status look at quo. Let's look at Pennsylvania. OK, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Got, Pennsylvania's got almost two point six million Republicans. If there's a 75% turnout, we know there'll be about, say, 2 million Republicans coming out, okay? So if 2 million Mm -hmm. Republicans come out, what percent of that 2 million do you think will be voting for a third party or for Joe Biden? Would you say uh, 3%, 6%, 8%, or 18%? I would be surprised if it was, like, less, if it was more than 10%, I would be shocked. I, I, I don't um, think it's so. – matter of fact, I think – I'm five. thinking probably in the three to six range. That's right. That's right. That That's just kind of where I'm – you know, from what I'm I'm seeing on the ground, right. um, I'm, I'm seeing three to six percent would but be about, about right. What about the percentage of Democrats that are going to come out for Trump? Because, again, you're out meeting everybody, okay? So what do you think is on that? Would you say uh, like five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, or twenty percent? I think that it could be it could be higher than ten. Yeah. Um, I think that at this point, um, what I'm seeing is it, they are going to offset the Republicans that are not voting for Trump. I, I believe that there are a quiet majority or quiet group. Uh, I wouldn't call them a majority because obviously they they wouldn't be you know they wouldn't be a majority in the Democrat Party, but um, there there is definitely a, a group. Of um, Democrats that are going to, yeah, they are a silent cabal, silent group so that you're are not going to tell anybody. 
Right. You're saying that the tearing down of our monuments and statues is going to move more more Democrats to Trump than Republicans to Biden. Correct. Absolutely. All right. Now, people they see, are this is upset. And, and Annette, Annette's giving that to you. That is the straight, unvarnished skinny. That's from her canvassing and going door to door in Berks County, folks. Now, make no mistake about it. Berks County will be the bellwether, the harbinger of the state of Pennsylvania, but also, I think, of the country. Because you have the city of Reading, the very large metro there, but you also have the suburban area and you've got the rural areas, the farmers and whatnot. So there's all these different elements in Berks County. And I believe, as I've stated uh, on the show, I believe Berks County is going to be, we're going to turn Trump, we're going to turn for Trump over 30,000 more votes over Biden. So this is going to be huge. But what we're seeing is we're seeing in the numbers a huge level of enthusiasm for Trump and not any real enthusiasm for Biden. I talked about this earlier today. I mean, Biden's enthusiasm numbers are actually lower than Hillary Clinton's at this point in in, in her campaign in 2016. And that's pretty scary for the Democrats. But what's even worse for them is that their horse has got a bad heart, okay? And their horse is out there trying to run a race and it's not leaving the basement. And when it does go out, the heart races and the voice doesn't come out right and the words don't come out right. And of course, he's got to get the mask off to talk. I mean, look, folks, I mean, I'm not trying to overly mock Mr. Biden on this. I mean, it's he's easy. He's an easy target for us Republicans, okay, because he's only been there for 50 years and has done nothing. But I think what's amazing on this with Biden, and I don't want to miss this, is that because of the lack of enthusiasm for Biden, they're likely going to turn out less Democrats, percentage of the total Democrats. They're likely going to have a lower percentage of the total Democrats come out than the total percentage of Republicans that come out in every state, not just Pennsylvania, but every state. Now, states like Rhode Island, there's just a whole lot more Democrats in Rhode Island. Massachusetts is a whole lot more Democrats in Massachusetts. So those states, it's not likely Trump will win. I do think, though, Rhode Island, believe it or not, there's a whole lot of Democrats in Rhode Island that voted for Trump the last time. I wouldn't put it past Trump winning that state. He got 45 percent of the vote last time. But it'll be a lot closer. But but whatever the case is, in states like Pennsylvania that have 40 percent Republican, 45 percent Democrat or states like Wisconsin, which are about 44 percent Republican, and about 43 percent Democrat or states like North Carolina, which are about 42 percent Republican, 44 percent Democrat or states like Florida, which are about 44 percent Democrat and 43 or 44 percent Republican or states like Ohio that are about 46% Republican and about 41% Democrat. You see, you go down the list of all the different battleground states where the Republican voter registration is equal to or exceeding more than the Democrats, or even slightly under like we are in Pennsylvania. But because we're going to have a higher percentage of our base turnout come out, we're going to win this election. And I don't want our listeners to be discouraged on this. All the fake polls you see out there, they're not measuring enthusiasm. Not to mention the fact they undersample Republican in every poll. They oversample independents and Democrats. I mean, so the polls are just being skewed to create a horse race. But in addition to that, you're not getting a real level of voter enthusiasm for their lead candidate. Trump has it. Trump is dominating here. Wouldn't you say, Annette? Oh, absolutely. A, A number of people have said, you know, I don't like Biden. But I hate Trump more, so I'm just voting against Trump. 
Uh, <laughs> they're not really that excited to get out and vote for Joe Biden. And, so, yeah. you know, I think that's where, you know, we we need to remember that, you know, we, we need to get everybody out. The turnout has to be big in order to make this happen. And people need to not be complacent. We need to definitely be pushing, pushing, pushing. It's like I'm telling, you know, I'm telling people, run. We need to to work this campaign for the president as if he is losing. Um, but knowing that we are going to have a massive turnout uh, and we, we work hard and then we turn people out and then we can sit back and we watch. And I believe you're correct. I talked to somebody about this um, point the other day. They said Birch County is uniquely positioned because we have large universities. We have um, a large city. We have agriculture. We have manufacturing. We have service industry. We have an actual microcosm of all of the different components that go into making up the state of Pennsylvania, pretty much all within one county. And you're right. I think as, as Berks County goes, the rest of the, the state is going to follow. So that's why I'm excited, you know, going out talking to people, um, and, and, you know, encouraging people to, you know, spread the word, get your neighbors out, get your neighbors involved, you know, make sure we don't want to rest on any laurels thinking that this is going to be a cakewalk because we, you, you and I both know it's not going to be. No. This is, you know, the president is polling, you know, he is doing very, he did very well in 2016. And we want to make sure he does even better this time because, and I'll, can I just loop this back to the national popular vote? bill that we talked about two years ago almost probably right the national popular vote bill has been reintroduced here in pennsylvania and across the the, the country in, in states that have not passed it yet if the president wins the national popular vote that will be an indicator to a lot of the states that are considering it that they need to reconsider whether or not they want to sign on because we will be able, those of us that do not support the national popular vote, will be able to say to those states like California, New York, um, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you guys would have to pledge, well, yeah, Washington and Oregon, that would be bad too. They would have to give their electoral college votes to the winner of the national popular vote. How will their, their residents feel knowing that their their votes, their electoral college votes, have to go to the man that they don't like. Well, the recent, the recent, the recent Supreme Court ruling on on the the, the faithless electors. Uh, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court just cited that the faithless electors can be punished, if you will. I don't that's know, how, punished by uh, whatever, how financially, whatever. But that's a very good indication that they're going to side on the electoral college side because it really is clear. The Constitution is very clear that. Pennsylvania's electoral votes do not get determined and thrown behind the person that wins New York. They get, <laughs> exactly. they get thrown behind the person that wins Pennsylvania. Okay. So exactly. that's just how that works. So let's just cut the comedy. I, I know Annette and I have had this discussion. <laughs> but I just, I, I would just relish the ability to be able to tweet. I, I know. Hey, New York, aren't you going to be happy to know that you supported Donald Trump? I mean, it, that right. would just. 
be really kind of fun. It would but, be delicious. <laughs> it would be delicious. And it would it would definitely it would put that yeah. whole notion to rest for probably another ten or fifteen years, which would be great. Yeah. But I want to I want our listeners to understand that when the net mentioned earlier about the people saying I, I I don't like Biden but I don't like Trump more, so I'm going to vote I'm going to come mm-hmm. out and vote for Biden. I guess she was talking about Democrats that aren't happy about their candidate that exactly. don't have enthusiasm. And I also want to point exactly. out the fact too that you're also dealing I think when you're dealing with enthusiasm levels, what brings people to a poll? What brings people out to do something? Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, the, the task of going to vote, which is a task to some people, that to me it's not, to Annette it's not, but a lot of people it's a task. Okay, oh, I got to go vote. So they they go do it, but if they don't have enthusiasm for a candidate, then what is perceived as a task by those people may easily be overlooked and put off and say, I'm not going to mess with it. Those that see voting as an opportunity, as a civil right, an opportunity, and uh, just to voice our opinion, enthusiastically supporting our Constitution, they're going to vote whether they like the candidate or not. But the fact is, in the Democrat Party especially, but even some in the Republican Party, you're going to see some a percentage of the people that come out because there is a, they're more likely to come out because of a love for candidate and enthusiasm for candidate than they will to come out if there is no love or enthusiasm for the candidate. So the fact is, when I say to, to our listeners, and I did in the last in our last show, I said about a 70, 75 percent turnout for Republicans and a 65 to 70 percent turnout for Democrats. I think that Republicans are going to outturn the Democrats by about five percent or more. I do, because there's a whole lot more enthusiasm there. Now, that's just the way I see it. And I also see independents not coming out at 70 percent either. I think independents might come out at 55 to 60 percent, maybe a little more. But and, and, and quite honestly, there's only there's less than a million independents in the state anyway. So that being said, and the percentage of Republicans that Biden will get and the percentage of Democrats that Trump will get, when you throw all that together, as I stated, I, I'm calling it. I believe Trump will win Pennsylvania by 100,000 votes. That's why I call it. And I think Birch County, he'll get 30 of that right here in Berks County. OK, but I, I don't want our listeners to miss that. So that's why we spent so much time on it. And uh, I wanted our listeners to do it, but we did. We did run out of time in that, so I, I have to. <laughs> we have to end it there. But thank you, all of our listeners, for tuning in. Thanks for being with us today. I think we did uh, a lot there to unpack this economy, and of course, the success of the economy, and how that's spilling over into enthusiasm for our president, as well as watching the the destruction of our monuments in our cities, in our in our in our statues, and what our history, if you will, our traditions. The attempted destruction of all of that is also motivating Republicans as well, not to mention the fact that the social media networks are messing around with the social media of Republicans as well. All of that is motivating Republicans and the Democrats. Well, they've got they've got Joe Biden. OK, so we'll have to leave it there. But that's where we're at. So thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you tuning in every Saturday afternoon at 430 right here on AM radio 1180 WFYL for this distinct discussion on The Watchmen. We have a lot of our audience listens to us in the listening area by just tuning in. Others pick up the podcast, which are because of our expert staff and producers here on the show. Those podcasts are up instantly anymore. Or many of them just, but many listeners also go to YouTube and listen to us listen live there, or they go to the website and listen live there. 
at 1180WFYL.com. However you choose to listen to us, we appreciate it. Thanks for being with us today on The Watchman. For Annette Baker, I'm Clay Breeze. See you next week. Goodbye for now.